here we are at it on the Wednesday evening, August 17, 2022. Happy Wednesday to you all. A one-hour show arranged by Winfrey, located in Sedona, Arizona. My name is Gijs Minderhout. Unfortunately, did our beautiful sister, Terry Brown, move on to the other side of the veil. So here we are. What we're going to do next? Win. Do you have an answer? Well, you want are we recording now? You want to start the recording? Uh, yes, please. Okay, so it is. Let me first mute the phone lines. Muted. August 17th. The recording has started. This is August 17th, 2022. And, you know, I. Always want to say, Win and Terry in Sedona, <laughs> and I have to catch myself because it's hard to believe she's not here. Now, I have the feeling she is here from the other side, and if she if she's listening, because she never missed a call, and she helped hold the energy for it, and. So I'm just going to say, hi, Terry, and um, I wish you were here, but we can deal with you without a body, okay? And um, I hope sooner or later, somebody, you talk through somebody, and we can connect with you, okay? And... um, as all of you know, Terry was the most innocent and dedicated channel, perhaps on the entire planet. You know, she would bring through stuff and no ego. And the way we have her here now is we have thousands of sessions. And, you know, basically, truth goes beyond time. You know, Carla Rucker used to say, something's true now, when it comes from a high level, it's true 10,000 years from now. And our sessions are like that. And you can listen to them over and over again because they're so deep and so dimensional. And we have a body of information that is so comprehensive, and nothing like this has ever been on our planet. And we have to thank Terry Brown for doing that. And, you know, you may have heard me say this, but... When Terry first started channeling, I started asking questions. She never remembered what she said. And she never listened to the channelings afterwards. She didn't want to. She didn't want to uh, bias herself. So, but it was frustrating because I knew, and you knew, those of you that were listening, how amazing 
what she was bringing through was. But it kept it so innocent because she didn't know. And it wasn't until we started doing whole planet healing about four years ago where part of that call we read an excerpt from one of Terry's channelings, usually Terry's channeling, and uh, and she was hearing that, and she said, oh my God, I said that? And because they're so deep. So when we play an excerpt, don't think you're getting shortchanged because the energy is there, the frequencies are there, and the information is there. And, you know, they've said, and I know this is true, <clears throat> that our body of information, a lot of it has never been in this room. And it explains things that have never been explained. It explains what to do when you die and how that works. And, and we've proved it because we have people who have died and they're confirming their experience. And, um, and what you have to do while you're alive to have a better death, to go to a higher place, because we don't realize that we are causing that or not causing that to happen by the way we're functioning in this realm. And so I'm going to pick a channeling of our Wednesday calls where these are calls where, where people ask their own questions and Terry would channel the answers. And the source coming through it is Ra'an. And they would always say they're paying attention to each person on the line. And I am sure that is still going on right now. They're here. Uh, we can't talk to them, so it's more impressive to talk to them. But we can listen to the past, and their frequencies are embedded in their conversations. So I'm not sure what we're going to listen to, because our archive site is not very well documented. Occasionally, it says uh, what, what was going on, but more often, I'm looking at it, and this is Wednesday, question and answer call. March 8th, 2017. Now, now I'm going to go and look that up. March 8th, 2017. And we're going to play it. And um, on this call, it's supposed to go till 7 o'clock. And then we do whole planet healing. And that's supposed to go till 8 o'clock. And if you're listening on BBS, hang on a second. then you can stay on this call 
this whole plan of healing is quite different than, than questions and answers with the Elohim. And you have to experience it. But I think that that attend that call, experience a shift in energy. By the time we hit the end of the call and we bring this energy into ourselves and down to our own rooftop where we live, okay? So, I'm going to play a call from March 18th, 2020. And I have no idea what it's about. And here we go. Thank you all for being here. This is March 18th, 2020. Wynn and Terry in Sedona. I hope. Terry, are you there? I'm here, yeah. I don't have my headset because I loaned it to you, by the way. You can't find your headset? Right. I loaned it to you. Well, now you have a good excuse, don't you? For what? Not no, I'm ready to... I... No. I'll just uh, do it on the speaker. All right, I hear you. We hear you okay, okay? All right. And um, this is our Wednesday night call with questions to the Elohim. And um, we are sure having an exciting time on planet Earth at the present time. And the key is, is to have an exciting time and... Okay, I'm going to forward it a little bit. How do you say it? So, so we skip all this part of it and get to where Terry's channeling and they're answering questions. Okay, so let's see. And um, we have some questions lined up. It's actually on behalf of everybody. And obviously, and, um, and then a couple of weeks later, he did it again. And he, he won $5,000. And both times... He gave us a generous percentage. Uh, those are the only instances we have heard of. John John well, lives in Las Vegas. There have been some people, like the guy did, um, like, um, uh, he, um, he had, had a, like, kind of like an inside knowledge as to how stuff worked. And, um, he, um, whenever he'd get low on money, he'd go to Las Vegas. And, uh, he would use those skills, uh, to bring home a little bit of money. Uh, we have heard of another lady, she would go to Las Vegas. And she would wander around the slot machines until she found one that uh, was, like, radiating money. And then she'd play it. And she always came home with 2000 or $3,000. Uh, 
the death takes real sensitivity to a kind of power uh, when uh, something is uh, right. And if she didn't find any machines that like felt that way, she would not play. Um, that's another person that was able to make it happen. Uh, there's one other person we heard of that uh, played blackjack, and uh, he was able, he was brilliant and able to count cards in his mind, and, uh, and he always won, but he had to be very, very careful. He would only go to Las Vegas. He would stay for two weeks. If he went to money at one casino, he'd go to another. And um, then he would not go back to Las Vegas for two years. He would go to uh, some other place in the world. Um, but he always had money. He had a friend that said, I'm going to do it too. He went to the casino and he just simply cleaned out, lost all his money. So there's one other thing where some Indian casinos have a a guy that can deal cards, and um, he is able to um, like fund it and uh, make money on the table uh, from the uh, just from the winnings of the table. But those are the only instances we have heard of. Mm -hmm. I know there's times when I've gone out, Terry and I have gone out, and we were going to eat, but we didn't know where we were going to eat. And suddenly I would say, let's go there. And I don't know why I said that, but I did. And then we met somebody that was important at that place. Um, there's no bad karma from gambling but it's not good to get addicted to it. You know, uh, I would say, like, walk around and see if you can feel vibes and then follow that and do it a few times and see if you read it correctly, you know? And, um... If, well, if uh, somebody will... For instance, Jerry sometimes will go into a restaurant and strangers will come up and pay for her dinner, or even two strangers will fight over who should pay for her dinner that never saw her before and will never see her again. Um, one time um, a lady came up and uh, said to Jerry, uh, an angel told me I should pay for your breakfast. And uh, and simply took her bill away, um, and uh, it got so that every day her um, breakfast was paid for. And uh, it, it, but this is a very extraordinary circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I would say if you want to try it, just get loose in your consciousness. Don't think about Think about winning, but put it in the back burner and just float around and enjoy the vibration of the casino. Feel the vibes of the people and then see where, if you can get the feeling of being guided somewhere. Okay? 
Um, next question. This is from Lauren in Washington. With regards to my son Alex in Compton, California, can you give me any insights as to his underlying spiritual purpose and best occupation, and how can I help him fulfill his highest destiny? Thank you. This, um, since you're asking the question and we look at him, uh, he is, you, you are um, accurately picking up where he is at, uh, in that he is somewhat uh, unclear about his purpose. Um, the, uh, and, and you are accurately picking up where she is at. Um, give us a moment. Uh, we, is, uh, since, uh, this concerns him, and he has not asked, then we need to look at it from the stand, not from his standpoint so much as from your standpoint and how you can help him. Uh, you are very good at, uh, communication. So, uh, to, um, get him, uh, Speaking of it, and uh, he's not going. We feel he won't be able to tell you, but perhaps uh, you can help him um, by talking to him and asking him questions uh, concerning um, his occupation. And is he happy there? Does he like the people? Uh, What he's doing is this. uh, something that fulfills him, what uh, are his looks for the future with this. And uh, if you can get him talking, then perhaps you can help him to uh, uh, uncover what his purpose is and what it was, and if um there's something that happened uh not to do with you but uh there's something that happened along the way that uh caused him uh to uh give up his purpose uh or or to set it aside or think it it would not be possible to pursue or something that uh mm, uh, disillusioned him, uh, that, uh, perhaps there was something, um, that he thought would, uh, lead him towards his purpose, but that it, um, uh, didn't work out that way, and that he, uh, then doesn't really have to give up his purpose, uh, because there may be other ways that he can study and learn and, and then begin to fulfill it in some other way. So that, and then you can uh, see, you know, if this 
there's fruit and uh, and bring back with other questions. Thank you. Next question is from Juliet in Okemos, Michigan. How can I resolve this? Given my current situation, am I on the right track and be able to keep moving forward or retreat back into my hole? How should I proceed? We would say cautiously, uh, particularly based upon the situation in the United States right now. Uh, cautiously, um, there, there are things going on that would cause anyone, perhaps, to retreat back into a hole um, or want to. Um, and so we would say to not give up on your um, uh, opening up, but to be very cautious in the manner that you proceed and to using discernment with the people that you open up to. Thank you. Yetta or Jerry in Finland. Could you tell me about the group that I was part of that you mentioned was in a similar situation as the dinosaurs and to send them love light. And just to explain this to other people, the dinosaurs were, um, got extincted and there were no more dinosaur bodies. And Yetta asked this question, and they're kind of hung up in, I would guess, the astral, because they can't find bodies to go into. And he was in a group, he was told, that was in a similar situation, and now he's in a body, okay? So um, he wants to know more about the group. Yeah, look... Um the question is more about the group that he was part of? I would like to know about the group I was part of. Like, were they humanoids? Were they part of a planet that exploded? Um, what planet? Probably things like that. We see that um, give us a moment. This line is now on hold. This line is now off hold was uh, destroyed, and uh, life was destroyed. 
on that uh, as it went under the sea. And life was good there. Um, and uh, science uh, uh, did not consider the uh, environment and uh, practice things without considering the whole environment, uh, which caused uh, this continent to uh, to to disappear. Uh, was this and, it, uh, was was it was this Atlantis? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yes, and um, it was very hard for a number of beings to, to uh, start over uh, from where they were, um, and. Um, all of the advantages of living there uh, were suddenly taken away, and one had to start over. Uh, and so you uh, started over in a different area, and but yearned for uh, the connection and the and the life. Uh, that you had left behind. Thank you. Was that a number of lifetimes ago that he started over? Yes. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. Okay. And next question. Antonio. Why does the bad circumstances of my teeth cause me to have panic attacks? It is not the bad circumstances of your teeth uh, so much as the reason for the bad circumstances of your teeth, which is your health in general. And uh, we take a look and we see that one of the causes can, one of the things that can cause panic attacks other than the stimulus that is going on at the time, is um, the uh, the handling of um, glucose in the body. Uh, and when one um, perhaps uh, attempts to uh, limit uh, omega oils from the system, system or, or does not simply take omega oil and uh, the different oils that are, are good for your body that helps uh, glucose uh, burn properly and go into the cells and get sugar uh, energy in, in the cells. One of the reasons is uh, the um, uh, the lack of proper fat and the overdosing on sugar to try to get that sugar energy, uh, which should be going in uh, in a more normal fashion and for use in the cells. So uh, 
taking a look at, uh, you know, uh, if you need, uh, like, mashed potatoes to try and get your energy up and or, or things that, you know, maybe a cookie here and there or some sweet uh, to get your sugar level up and uh, you are um, uh, not solving that problem. And uh, also with your teeth, um, proper um, brushing after meals, uh, using a water pit to make sure the food is not staying in your, between your teeth. Um, and this can be a big help, however you are behind or the, you, you've fallen behind uh, in uh, your teeth are uh, need need more now because uh, of a deep past. Thank you. Next question. Last question for the night is from Valerie in Livermore. Sometimes in my dreams, I feel like it's 10 minutes and I wake up three hours later, but otherwise it feels like hours in my dream and I wake up 10 minutes later. When it feels like hours and my conscious is telling me it's time to wake up, um, consciousness, I think she means, not conscious. Uh, but your subconscious says, no, no, actually, she means conscious. Okay? Yeah, she means conscious. But your subconscious says, no, we're not done yet. You'll be fine. But otherwise, when the dream only feels like 10 minutes and you wake up three hours later, what's the difference between these two ways of dreaming as far as time goes? Thank you. Valerie. Well, it is part of the dream. Um, dreams don't have to keep a time limit or a, time, a clock. Uh, it is actually part of the way that the dream comes across. Would it, would it be indicative that a dream is happening in a different dimension? So when it goes fast or slow, it means it's the dimension the dream is happening in? It can be. If you move in the dream into a higher state, a higher density, then time does move faster. If you um, stay in this density, time uh, can move very slow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything more to say about that? Just uh, flow with the dream and then write your dreams down. And uh, so you have a record of uh, your dreams and mm -hmm. see what they, they tell you. I would guess that sometimes dreams are... I'm, I'm sure this is true. I've read about it anyway, that 
sometimes people meet in a dream state. Is that possible? Two people dream the same dream? Yes, it's possible. People can even have a shared dream um, mm -hmm. and dream the same thing. It's, there's one culture in the South Pacific, they, they get together, it's like, and have a dream, like if they want to have, or catch a lot of fishing or, uh, and have a really good day fishing, they might uh, get all together and sleep in the same room and, and like, try, uh, see if they can dream uh, about a great fishing day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I thank you very much. Any closing words for us tonight before we... Move over to whole planet healing. Yes, take care out there, and uh, remember, you are not your body, and you are not uh, the uh, virus, and you are uh, part of God, and uh, this is senior. Mm -hmm. Thank you very much. I thank all of you that asked questions tonight. And um, let me see. Let's unmute everybody. Hi, can you stop the, Terry. the tape? This is Julia. Hello. Thank you. Well, you know, what was happening there? We are talking to a source. Let's go. Let's backtrack a little bit. We were talking to a source that doesn't have bodies. It's at the beginning of the universe that they were a breakaway from the first source, which they call the one infinite creator. And we've had many, many, many conversations about how it all started and how it got to where it is. And it's fascinating which are on the Spirit Channel. And I recommend anyone that's intrigued with this should go there. It's uh, spiritchannel.net. It's under Topics. And on how the Elohim created the universe. Now, it is, it is really hard for me to believe. You know, um, in the very early channelings that we did, starting in... 2002, but a little later than that, I was asking all these questions, trying to understand their nature. Who is talking to us? Through Terry. And why? Why us? And one time I would pick a topic and I'd say, how, how the universe was created. And they told us the first step of how, you know, the way they described it was that the one infinite creator was an energy form. And it was just all by itself. Now, it didn't think of itself as God. In fact, they were it was experimenting and found out that he could spin part of its... I call him a him, but it's probably beyond him and her. <clears throat> he could spin part of his energy 
And that spinning part of the energy would become an independent volitional consciousness that knew it was the part of the one infinite creator who could operate independently. And so now the one infinite creator is creating all of these independent consciousnesses. And there's millions of them. But there's still no physical universe. And they started working in teams to project energies. And where they would project an energy, two of them, there would be a node, it would become a point in the physical universe. <clears throat> and they were learning as they go. It's not like they knew, but they figured it out as they went. And one of the reasons that Gary and I were able to do this, have been able to do this work, and this is what they told us. They said, <clears throat> we were part of the original bodiless beings that were creating the universe. We're very old souls. So somewhere in us is the memory of it all, which allows me to ask, find these really deep questions to provoke them to explain it in a way that I could never explain it. And, um, and then different levels started creating. And we kind of created from the top down. And the level above would create the level below. And everything was spinning and alive and conscious. That's why if you look at the universe you will see rotating planets, galaxies that go around in, 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 a, in a cycle. Um, it's all creating individual consciousnesses throughout the universe. And if we look at our own bodies, we see we're composed of molecules and atoms they're also all spinning. And the universe is somewhat analogous to our bodies because in our bodies we have all of these systems. We have the circulatory system. We have the uh, breathing system. We have the lymph system. And then we have the heart and the stomach. You ever realize how complicated our body is? That everything works in the reproduction aspect of our body? It's it, anyone that looks at it say that couldn't have been happened accidentally, and it didn't. And um in Kerry's case, 
they explained that as the lower levels were forming, there became an area called the heaven realm. And it's not heaven as the Christians would describe it, but it was a place where souls got into the lower levels. And and all these souls, you and me, were also experimenting. I wonder what that that is like down there. I wonder what this is like. And and we had this big curiosity factor. And when this realm got created, the physical realm that we're in on Earth, there ended up being beings that lost the ability to connect with the higher realms. And in order to get energy, they had to connect with the beings in the lower realms in a controlling way, thinking that that would give them energy. And it did, and then it burned itself out, and they needed more. It became a ferocious appetite. You know, you might think about it like the way a sexual interchange works, where a man, this is an archetype, a man gets energy from a woman. And when it first starts, no one knows what's going on, and the energy is very high, and there's a lot of energy exchange. And very often, as it progresses, the energy exchange is lost. It gets boring. And the guy wants to go to someone else. And then someone else. And oftentimes, the guy thinks he can control it by controlling the woman. And without the free will aspect of everyone choosing all the time, the energy doesn't maintain. And the relationships fall apart. And if people can have free will association, it's like they move into every moment being a creation. And they can constantly make the relationship um, impactful, balancing. And I'm sure you meet people like that. And you know, there's this thing, song called Everybody Loves a Lover. It's like when people have established that ability to balance like that, they generate this loving energy that other people can feel. And you can feel it across the room. You don't have to engage with them. And so it's learning how to exercise free will to give people space. And let it flow. And then it's possible to have 
a long-term good relationship. But when there's any control mechanism in place, the magic gets lost. In other words, if the woman is thinking, well, if I give you sex, are you going to give me money? And the guy is thinking, I need to get balanced. And, okay, I'll give you money. And I guess if it's, if it's an agreement, it's okay if it works. But so often, relationships fall apart because people don't want to feel controlled. And one person tries to control another person. And in this realm, there are very high, there are high beings that are controlling everybody, masses. And they're following their agenda. And the Elohim brings a new frequency into everything. So that, and the Ra group as well, so that these energies can maintain at a high level. It's kind of like if you look at whole planet healing, if you look at our calls, there's a group of people that get it. They come to the call, and every time, it's fulfilling. I used to think, nobody could come to this many calls. They'll get bored. How, how much can we tell somebody? And, But because of the energy of the higher sources, it's like the calls are rebirthing all the time into the moment, the energy on the call. And it's rebirthing you. And the more you come, the more you'll have that experience. Now, some people will look at that like, ah, they're wins followers. They do anything and says, I don't tell anybody anything to do. I don't. I see how it works, though. To, to get into the moment of that, you have to experience it. In creating a, a platform, or maybe a better word is a playground, where people can experience what it feels like to have their energy renew during the call. And how does that happen? It's because... The energy of these sources are on the call. And when you start to feel them, it works. And that's why we do so many calls every week, particularly in this time, because there is so much negativity and fear on the planet that it can be a challenge to stay above it. And, um, but these calls are like a beacon of bringing you above all of that. And, you know, as I'm talking, I can feel them. They're floating around you all. They are, and they say they're paying attention to everyone on the call that wants to be paid attention to. And we don't have to be channeling live and asking them questions live because they're here anyway, and and playing a channeling brings in their frequencies, okay? 
And um, I'm going to unmute everybody for a moment and then see if anyone has anything they want to say. And then we'll go into whole planet healing. So hang Unmuted. Muted. Unmuted. Okay, anyone have a comment? Did did what I say make sense about maintaining the energy high? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, the key is to pay attention to yourself and see if you're doing something that was trying to subjugate someone else's free will, okay? Or if they're doing something that's trying to subjugate your free will. You know, it is a very delicate balance. And if I use sex, which is a good thing that everyone understands, you know, a guy gets more out of the physical release in sex than a woman does in in the archetype situation. And the intensity of not having a release is more painful to a guy. So when he realizes that woman can help release his energy, he starts to think, well, if I can control that, and she'll do it anytime I want, I'm going to be in a high space all the time and feeling good. The problem is it doesn't work because he is abrogating her free will, thinking, okay, let's do it now, and let's do it now. It's like the only way it works is under the umbrella of the law of one, where the woman realizes and has compassion for the man. It's not his fault that his system works that way. It's part of his nature. It's part of his animal side. And it's just the way it works. And and if the woman has compassion for the man, then she can fulfill him without him trying to control her, become sensitive to his cycles for example. They can even talk about it if they get really good. And the man has to do, the, the woman, the woman, woman's nature is more nurturing and being nurtured. So women like to go out to dinner more. And men have to um, not do it to feel controlled, but do it because of compassion for the nature of the other person. And that is the law of one in action. Because um, you can't force anybody. And and um, right now, we have the Elohim and the Ra group on the line. They're energy bubbles. They're bubbling around you and making an uplifted vibration. You know, it took me a number of years to figure out how this worked, okay? And I had the potential because I was an old soul. Well, I didn't know I was an old soul. I felt like I didn't fit anywhere. <laughs> Still do. Um, because when you're an old soul, 
you don't fit because you're not. What other people need to go through and the experiences they need to get in this realm are different from your potential. And the law of one is as high as you can go, as I understand it. Because you can't do the law of one without compassion. So when we do whole planet healing, we have worked it out to bring, I learned how to do it, bring their energy in and going through all these things on the planet and trying to have better outcomes. We're going to start that in just a moment. So if you're listening on BBS or on the call and you've never done whole planet healing, I feel it is the, uh, the pinnacle of the work we're doing because it's not it's not based on teaching you it's not based on anything over an hour we just bring in all these energies and at the end of it we bring the energy to yourself and you feel really uplifted and you get an example of how that feels and after a while you get it. You know how to do it. That's why the people on the call are so loving and, and, and enthusiastic with each other. And at one point, if I came into a call where this was taking place, I would have said, these guys are blind believers. Why don't they think for themselves? And But that's not it. That's not it. Um, some of them have listened to our calls for years before they ever came into a live conference call like this. Um, because it's hard to believe everything I said is true until you have some kind of experience. So on that note, we're going to hang up from this call. There's another phone number to dial, which I don't know what it is. Let's see, what is it? You know what it is, Hive? Have it handy? Give me a moment. The whole plant healing phone number is six six seven 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 zero one five two seven, and the access code is two five zero or five one three pound six six seven 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 zero one five two seven access code two five zero five one three pound. Okay. Yeah, and it, if you forget it, it's posted on our website, spiritchannel.net. The phone numbers for all our calls are posted there. And for those listening in on BBS, BBS will dial into the other call, the whole planet healing call. Just hang in there for a moment. Yeah, the whole planet healing call is just going to be broadcast on BBS, just like this one is. You don't have to change the dial or anything. We just change right. conference calls. 703. Okay, so let's move over to Whole Planet Healing. Thank you all. And we'll see you Wayne. in a moment. Okay, thank you, Wendy. Happy trail. Left you all. Welcome to BBS. Welcome, to BBS listeners. Yeah, thanks for being here, over? folks. Want to take over the uh, highest, please? No, I don't. You're doing a great <laughs> job. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to call. Would you like to say your name and location? 
Positive greetings from Sedona. Hi, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Welcome. Hey, Steve. Steve I left you a message on your phone. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't get around to answering it yet. Well, welcome to the call. Would you like to say your name and location? It's Wynn in Sedona. Hi, Wynn in Sedona. Hi, Wynn. Hi, Wynn. And VR at 705. And we have BBS with us already. Let's give it one more minute for people All to right. come on. Things are off. But, um, Jackie is here. Just call. Yes. Yes. Okay, Jennifer? so when you open up, okay? Let me move okay. the phone. Hold on one second. Muted. Still August 17. Here we go. The recording has started. This is August 17th, Hello, 2000. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, Wynn. Oh, let's fight about it. Okay. <laughs> this is August 17th, okay. 2022. I can't help but I want to say Wynn and Terry in Sedona. Wynn and Sedona and Terry in the ethers, okay? <laughs> it's probably more accurate. And, you know, Terry and I have known each other for years, and we're both different. We're both old souls. And I am more masculine and thrusting, and she is more feminine and receiving. When the two of us were together, I would keep making things happen, but I had to create a safe environment for her to channel, and I, I learned how to do it. I mean, I didn't know how to do it. Even though I'm an old soul, I didn't remember any of it, and I had to learn as we go, and I still learn as we go. So some of you, you don't have to be an old soul to come on to this call. What's an old soul? That's somebody that has thousands of incarnations, even on other planets. And um, every time they do, they don't remember anything. And uh, But they have the same soul. But what does it mean to have the same soul if you don't remember anything? Well, you have all these... It's like a computer and a monitor where... The computer has all these programs in it, but unless you can open the program, it stays latent. So you have all these talents in you. You have all these people that you've known in past lifetimes that keep coming into your life. And oftentimes, we repeat the same patterns over and over again. And coming into the energy of these calls helps to move you above your patterns. And on this call is not just me doing it. There's five people here that all have had this experience by coming to the calls over and over again. And they all play a different role. And you'll see it unfold. And by the end of the call, you may notice a shift in your energy and a little bit lighter. 
and that means it's working for you. So I, I turn it over to Jackie, who is going to be our concierge and move us through all the little portions of our call that people are going to present. And, you know, all these people are volunteers, and there's nothing to join here. But I learned that they were getting it and to trust them, and they're doing a fabulous job. So go ahead, Jackie. Thank you so much, Wynn. And I'd like to welcome everyone to the Whole Planet Healing Conference call. And it's Wednesday, so we have the pleasure of sharing our call with our BBS radio listeners. So thank you all for joining us tonight, strengthening our group's focus on healing. Now, the Whole Planet Healing Call is unique among all the conference calls. And one of the reasons why is because the sources that you may have heard in the previous hour's replay are the same sources that have indicated that they are paying attention to our efforts to heal the planet as well as many of our other concerns, and that they will add their energy to our efforts. Our sources have also stressed the importance of holding a vision of the changes we want to occur. Visualize the desired end result. Include all of your senses within your visualization. This is how the whole planet healing call works and why we have witnessed much success. So thank you all for adding your energy towards our efforts tonight. So let's get started by welcoming Cecil from near Seattle, Washington, who will recite our invocation, requesting energetic protection for ourselves, our call, and our work tonight. Cecil? Thank you, Jackie. Father, Mother, God, the one infinite creator, we ask for the presence of the light to surround and protect everyone in attendance, including those on BBS radio, and any negativity be taken to the highest realms of light and be transmuted to the highest and greatest good of all concerned. We see ourselves in the flow of energy radiating from the center of the universe through the galaxies, through our galaxy, the Milky Way, through our solar system, through the outer energy fields of planet Earth, through our bodies and into the center of the Earth. Right now, we invoke a group energy connection with all those present who are open to do so, while maintaining the sovereign integrity of our souls. We invite those sources who are positive, service to others, honoring the law of one, to join with us. We co-create a protected space that only the positive has access to. Anything not of that nature must leave now. Back to you, Jackie. Thank you so much, Cecil. Well, at the beginning of this call, this is the point where we usually check in with Wynn 
and see if there are any further thoughts you would like to share with us. So, when are you still available? Yes, I am. And I just wanted to say, to get out of your logical thinking mind, because this is not logical. I try to put words together to assign to experiences you're having. Because otherwise, they don't mean anything. I mean, I could say something like, we're here to become enlightened, or we're here to do this. But I learned that in between my words, there was an energy. And that energy is not me. And I call it the people's attention so that they can notice it because it's subtle. And sometimes it's not so subtle. It depends. But pay attention to the energy in the space because that's the energy of the, the universe. It's the energy of our sources. And it's the energy that starts moving you into a higher dimension. But anything you believe logically will screw it up. So it's totally illogical. Just look for the experience. And, you know, I've said earlier that we have channeled thousands of communications from the Elohim and the Ra groups. And the next thing we do on the call is Bonnie selects something from our archives and reads a short excerpt of one of their messages. And they're different all the time. There's so many so many things we have covered. So if you really are getting it, you can't get bored. I turn I turn it over to should I go back to Jackie or just go right to Bonnie? What do you think? You did a great introduction to Bonnie, so let's go to Bonnie next. <laughs> okay. Oh boy, I wasn't I wasn't ready. <laughs> I had to unmute myself. Hi guys, thank you. We are going to uh, go back to this particular call that we read from. We read some of it last night, and this took place on December 26, 2011. And the topic of the call was, what is your next step? And so after when calls in the light, we start out with a greeting from Ra on through Terry Brown. We greet you in the love light of the one infinite creator. This is the 26th of December, 2011. We look at planet Earth and we make connection and we see people in the holiday mood. But getting back to their routine to start the coming week and the new year. We see the light cycle beginning to get a little longer in the Northern Hemisphere every day. 
We send love and light to each person who is listening, each person who will read a transcript, and each person who will listen to an audio or listen on the replay line. We are cognizant of your topic, what is my next step? We are in a different relationship to energy than one who is in the third dimension. We are in the relationship of no time and all the time in the world. We can move into what appears to be the next priority or we can appear and we can assist others when they are looking at the next challenge, the next hurdle, and the next thing that is in front of them. The thing that is right in front of you, that can be your next step to handle. There are things that are presented to you as things that need to be done immediately. Obtaining firewood for the fire and getting warm. Obtaining a living to pay for the necessities of life. These are priorities that need to be done to continue the sustenance in the third dimension. Then there are situations with people. The arguments with Uncle Fred that is bothering one and one wishes it could be resolved. Communication issues with individuals to work out differences, conflicts, to make one's path easier. This contains opportunities for growth and opportunities for non-judgment and for connection with individuals. Particularly at this time of year, connection with family, connection with relatives, sending them hugs, sending them love light. At some place, even when you don't do it in the physical, but when you do it in your mind, to some degree, it transfers to them, and you might find yourself back in communication with them as they may attempt to contact you, dissolving of old issues through communication or through setting it aside and sending the person a loving greeting. Those are our initial comments. Do you have questions? And when asked, yes, if a person is in a stuck place in their life, what kind of procedure could they apply to themselves? Self-talk, self-questions, to figure out what would be an appropriate next step. This covers a wide variety of possible next steps, anywhere from spiritual advancement to earning a living. And Ra'an responds, there are categories here. There is the category of 
things of immediacy, things that must be done to continue one's life path. The shoveling, the snow out of the driveway so you can get out. The preparing of something to eat so you have the energy to sustain yourself. The keeping warm. Things that directly affect your survival. These are immediate things. And one can use communication to communicate one situation to people who can help. To communicate one's availability if one needs a job. To enlist the help of neighbors if one cannot do everything oneself. To get acquainted with other people and in bonding, one can find support and can help each other. So this is one category of things that is of an immediate nature. Another category of things is growth. How does one wish to proceed in their life? What path do they wish to choose after their needs are taken care of? Which path do they wish to go on? Do they have a desire sometimes to play the piano? Can they go down to their church and sometimes play? Or do they have a desire to do research? They could go to the library and find a wealth of information on the Internet. And the librarian can show them how to get on the Internet and how to use this resource. Finding one's interest and then researching that particular interest on the Internet can give them a wide variety of ideas that they might not have thought of. Those are a couple of our ideas. And when asked, something that I have used a lot, in fact, Terry has picked it up, is the Internet. When you can get into kind of an open space, you're dealing with such a huge world of stuff. You can almost ask any question and you'll find whole bunches of things that come up. You should try it. Just ask a question like, who has a job in Poughkeepsie, New York, looking for a health company? Look at things you're interested in. Instead of asking somebody to like you, am I good enough? You're now going through the Internet and you're taking the masterful position of, do I like you? Just because you're needy doesn't mean you can't do that. And if you want to work for somebody that you like, now you can find them. I know a lot of people who are finding romantic partners on the Internet. There are so many dating services and this and that. Once you get over the fear of rejection, it's like not such a big deal to keep putting yourself out there. The next step, how about spiritual evolution? Say, I'm stuck spiritually or I'm stuck socially. I'm stuck in my business. How can a person qualify their own thoughts if they say, I think this would be a good next step? 
what process can they run to get some validation from spirit that, in fact, it is a good next step? And Ra'an responds, we were thinking of communication. Communication to spirit. Asking spirit for synchronicities. Asking spirit for some kind of suggestion of what direction they need to go and seeing what comes to them. Keeping the intention really high and focused and keeping your integrity and being open to different opportunities that come in and communicating with people, asking people what their thoughts are on this subject, then getting familiar with different areas are that they would like to be in and doing, getting an idea if you yourself would fit into that area. You can get on the Internet and get stories about different areas like being a shoemaker. What's it like to be a shoemaker? Talk to shoemakers. There are some tremendous success stories, like a shoemaker comes over from Europe to America without his family and sets up a little shop and starts doing shoes and does a really good job. It's not a very large shop, but he turns the shoes over very fast, and he does a very, very good job. Then his shoe shop expands, and soon he has enough money to bring his family over. He's becoming more and more popular, and he's doubling the size of his shoe shop, and he's hiring people to work for him. Things start and progress one thing at a time and build. As you build one layer, then another layer can be built on top of that. The people he had interested in getting their shoes repair then refer other people. Then he has a big customer space and he has more and more business and it builds upon itself. That's an example of how somebody could build a whole new life in an area of interest that they had. If somebody is spiritually wanting to expand and grow, they could start reading things in our work, in the channeling, and, and, and could, in the reading, connect with the higher frequencies and begin to see ways that they could, that they could expand and grow spiritually. And there's some more to this call, but I'm going to turn it back to you, Jackie. We'll take up again tomorrow night. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bonnie. You know, I love the vast scope of topics that um, we receive within these channeled messages. And on the spiritchannel.net, you can hear how our universe was created to information like we just heard, addressing the challenges that we face in this 
density, like getting along with Uncle Fred. Right. So, they, remind, um, they remind me of Miss Manners sometimes. <laughs> I know. It's great, though. <laughs> right? Or well, uh, I, I, I should yeah, also mention, I'm just mentioning that in the course of doing these calls, we've had some very advanced people come into our calls. And one of the people was a guy who I became sure was the reincarnation of Matthew, Jesus' disciple Matthew. And Jesus came to him and he wrote a book in modern language and updated the book of Matthew. And he could have memory of all the events that happened when the disciples were walking around. And he liked, people liked him so much, he became a regular and did a, did a call every week on a Saturday morning that somebody sponsored. And it just kind of happened organically. His name was Terry Friedman. And it was just synchronicities that caused me to meet him and how I convinced myself he was actually Matthew. Because I never believe things because somebody says it, you know, and you shouldn't either. Be open to the, but if it's something is true, it should be able to prove itself to you over time. I mean, the Elohim used to say, we're pure energy. We can expand to as big as a galaxy and as small as an atom. And it was hard to believe that. How do I know that's true? But then we started to feel them expanding on this call. And when, when we go into the next part of our call, we're going through intentions that we're going to create, which our sources are going to support when it meets their criteria, and it can create miracles. And uh, if that's all I wanted to say, thank you. Thank you, Wynn. Um you know, those, uh, that is, the information that Terry Friedman, who was Matthew, uh, gave on our call uh, is phenomenal. And those are also in the archives of the Spirit Channel, so um, that you really should check into those. They were amazing um, calls. Now, among the messages we've received from our sources is the importance of focusing on current events on this call and in the specific case of earthquake and volcanic activities, they suggest that the most beneficial action we can provide is calmness to Mother Earth. So we are going to join Jennifer from Greensburg, Pennsylvania, who researches the most current earthquake and volcanic activities. And as she guides us over the Earth's surface, pointing out any areas of concern, let's radiate a passionate intent to calm these highlighted situations. Jennifer? Thanks, Jackie. Tonight, as we begin our journey <clears throat> around the world, I want to invite the spirit of Mother Earth, who is a large, powerful spirit, and she can enhance our intent for calm and also our sources that are already here. The first place we're going to go 
we're going to take a look at the Big Island of Hawaii. <clears throat> and it has been fairly quiet recently. And today, the largest activity at Pahala was 3.4, Mauna Loa 2.2. And then out into the sea, we had two... <clears throat> Uh, two twos, 2.9 and 2.5. And I suspect, I don't know for a fact, but I suspect that there is volcanic activity under the sea that's uh, occurring at this time. So let's take a quick moment and send down calming to the island and especially to what we can't see, um, the fractures under sea, mounds, volcanic activity under the ground. Uh, there is a hot spot in this area and any anything else that affects the region. And we'll just send additional calm. Now, today is an interesting day. <clears throat> Typically, we start over in the New Zealand area. And it's really <laughs> it's interesting today because there's no activity till we get over to Indonesia. We did have a 5.6 and other assorted fours, but nothing from New Zealand, Papua New Guinea, none of those had any activity. So then we're going to turn north and we come to the Philippines. We have a 4.9. And then uh, north to Japan, where we had a 5.6. Continuing northward, um, 4.8. At the Kuril Islands, they are on the Kuril-Kamchatka Trench. It's north of uh, Japan. And then we're going to zip by <laughs> over to Alaska, where we had a 5.2 at Akiog and 3.1 on the main. Moving down through um, Canada, there were a couple of 3.8s. Um, in the the Canadians, uh, Canadian Rockies in that area. And then moving down into Washington, we only had one poor little one that wasn't even a one today in Washington. So you guys had a very calm day. Uh, pretty much the same with Oregon, but we did have one occurrence out in the sea, and it's on that weird fracture zone thing, uh, the Blanco fracture zone it's called we had a 2.8 out there and <clears throat> as far as i can tell that whole plate is getting shifted around there um, the cascadia area and then we're going to move down into california 2.8 bombay beach down at the salton sea had a 2.8 and that was the largest in california so as we go through let's just start in northern california come down through the geysers and just send our calm down through the San Andreas all the way down to Southern California. And then on the eastern side, we have uh, the Walker area that has begun again. It's still like 2.8 and less. Long Valley Caldera and also Ridgecrest. And I do want us to send calm to West Yellowstone again. Um, Today they had a couple of twos, which is low, but still, this is in the area that if something big's going to happen, it's probably going to be in this area. <clears throat> and then 
we're going to take a real quick trip up to Maine, almost up to Canada. We had a 3.0 and also a 2.0 at Centerville, Maine. Now, this is interesting because it is um, between, it, it looks like it's on the land, but it's almost off the um, Bay of Fundy, it's called. And there's a Gulf of Maine there, and it's right in that area. So I'm not sure what that that is from, but we do send calm. And then we're going to move down into Mexico. Uh, Central America is real quiet right now. I did find a 4.2 and a 4.1. And on the other side of the plate, um, interestingly enough, St. Kitts <coughs> and Nevis. It's in the uh, Caribbean. It had a 4.5 today. And then moving back over to South America, 4.6 off the coast of Ecuador, 4.1 in Peru. And just a little while ago, there was a 5.6 in Chile. And then we're going to round the southern tip of South America and come up the Mid-Atlantic Ridge. And we're going to stop. Um, they're calling this the Central Mid-Atlantic Ridge region, and we had a 4.4 there. And then moving north and across Europe, it was all threes, all the way through Europe till we got to Turkey. We had a 4.1 and a 4.0 in Iran, and that was it for Europe and the Middle East. So I want to thank everybody for participating, and I'll send you back to Jackie. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Now, in just a few moments, Wynn will take us on his guided visualization where we will address many of the other issues that concern us. But right now, the phone lines are going to be unmuted, and you have this opportunity to put your particular concerns into the light, always keeping in mind that free will and the highest and greatest good for all be considered. If you're listening to us on BBS radio or to a replay, this is also the right time to put forth your personal concerns. And I would like to thank everyone for your contributions and your service tonight. Unmuted. Tom in San Jose, support and protection for Terry in, uh, for her transition. And sorry to hear about her life during the French Revolution that Bonnie read uh, last night. Thank you. This is Kathleen in Bloomfield, Vermont, and I would like to put into the love light the healing and transmutation of the out-of-control emotions among so many young couples that uh, are experiencing trauma and creating trauma in their relationships because of past traumas and, and to those individuals that they may learn to work through their differences, come to an understanding of the source of those unseen traumas and that 
peace may reign in the homes of those who suffer with spousal abuse or parental abuse, that there may be peace in our hearts and homes. Thank you so much. Unmuted. Anyone else before we go to Jennifer back for the healing list? Hi. Yeah, hi. Yeah, hi. Go ahead, Raiden. An accelerated uh, increase in the consciousness, vibration of humanity. Vibration of Thank humanity. you. Thank you. Anyone else? <coughs> All right, Jennifer. The microphone to you, hon. Thank you, hi. Thank you, hi. Um, I'd like to put um, everybody like to put on the call on the call on the healing list. On the and healing because we're list. So short because we're time, so short of time. I would like to send love light to Terry in heaven and everybody on this call. Thank you. Muted. Unmuted. It seems that when his phone line dropped out, he will be probably calling back in right now. But as we are here all gathered, let's just have our thoughts be with our dear sister Terry Brown on the other side. Send her love and light. Appreciation. And gratitude. Ben might not know that he dropped out. Let me give him a quick call. Thank you all for being here. All right, let's try again. Hey, Ben, you dropped out, you know? Okay. Okay. See you in a bit. Bye. So, Ben, we'll be right back. Don't forget, as was mentioned in the earlier call, By our sources through Terry Brown, our body is not who you are. We are higher beings. We work through our bodies. And we are all an aspect of the one infinite creator. We have all been given free will. And what can never be taken away from you is your thoughts. You are in control of your thoughts. You might have other influences, 
that your thoughts are the most powerful tool that you have. I thank you all for being here, being part of this, this project of whole planet healing is to me something very magnificent where we can be of service in an easy way for the highest and greatest good of all. And love is all you need. Love is all you need. As we wait for wind to come back, let us envision this beautiful blanket of radiant love light as Isis, our dear friend Isis brought up many years ago, the blanket of love light surrounding our entire planet. Envision this blanket of love light, uplifting all circumstances on our planet. Uplifting our personal lives, our circumstances, our relations. As our thoughts are very powerful. And try to do this with emotion behind it. Feel it. Bring yourself into a state of connectedness. Create the emotion of being connected. Thank you, Terry Brown. Thank you, Mother Earth. Thank you, Elohim. Thank you, Ra. Thank you, Universe. Thank you, Christ, the Christ energy. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask for your support for physical healing. Thank you, Grace. We ask for a shower, sparkles of love light. Envision, envision the rain 
areas where it is needed, particularly the West Coast. Vin, are you back? I'm back. I'm back. All right. So you want me to pick up? You want me to pick up? Yes, please. Okay. Okay. So. We go to I didn't hear what Hive said, but we normally go through the earthquake. Just, just earthquake. random just just overall things. Nothing yeah. specific. Yeah. Do you do you want me to do the ten minute recording win because we have ten minutes on BBS left? No, I can do it. I'll no, just, I can do it. Okay. I'll just, I'll just start I'll just, off. I'll just start off with the with earthquake zones. Earthquake zones. And Jennifer did the earthquakes for the day, and I'm going to go to the potential earthquakes for the future, because many people have predicted catastrophes and earth changes in this period of time. And our sources have explained that it depends on the consciousness of people that can shift those things from happening. So we're just a small group, but we know there's a lot of people out there that would probably be praying that these things don't happen. And we will go to those areas where there is potential for earthquakes and send calm energy. We start off with the ring of fire, the land masses surrounding the Pacific Ocean, and we just see a column of light coming down on the coastlines of Asia, Australia, southern Alaska, west coast of the northern North America, Central America, and South America, and any vulnerable islands. And we sent calm energy. And we go to the new Madrid fault line centered in St. Louis and the surrounding states. And we put a column of light hundreds of miles in diameter penetrating through the ground in that entire area, touching all the fault lines and bringing calm energy. And we go to the Mid-Atlantic fault area. It's from starting at the North Pole through Iceland and down the middle of the Atlantic Ocean as far south as the tip of South America. And you put a column of light longitudinal down the whole entire faulted area, penetrating through the water and into the ground underneath the water, bringing calm energy. We ask our sources to locate any other vulnerable areas 
and send this calm energy. And any earthquakes and volcanoes need to happen because the earth is releasing stress can happen gradually and away from populated areas. We go to some of the other out-of-balance situations. We go to the coronavirus, its mutations, and any other contagious pathogens on the planet now are in the future. And we ask to render them all harmless. We go to the immune systems of humans, and we ask to strengthen them. And we go to the pathogens and vaccines and ask that they be transmuted. We go to the awareness and discernment of people that they can see the agendas going on on our planet and can distinguish between negative agendas and positive agendas, between fake news and real news. Because just by that awareness and knowing what's going on, that creates a shift and a disempowering of the negative. We go to the awareness of people to the energies of the higher realms, the energies in the God realms, where they can make a connection and make a request and cause things to shift in the lower realms. And we ask that more of those people, make more of the people make those Unmuted. connections. Was I muted? You're good now. Was I unmuted all that time? Was I unmuted all that time? You were, you were good, yes. You just, your microphone dropped out for a little bit. You're good. Okay. 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 Now I got an echo, so turn off your speakerphone. Okay, we go to the people who suffer on our planet, which is many, and for many reasons. And... We ask for the energy of the Christ energy, and we're not explaining it, but that has a very special meaning to us here. It's not just having to do with Christian terminology. To descend on those people and be available to them to lift themselves out of their suffering. We go to the droughts on our planet, and we ask for rain, particularly in populated areas and areas where there are crops growing, areas where animals are depending on water. And particularly Western United States and Las Vegas and anywhere else in the world. We go to the governments of our planet and we ask for qualities of leadership that help people feel safe and protected. Benevolence, compassion, 
wisdom, integrity, ethics, and courage. And we ask that those countries and groups that are adversarial with each other can find ways and means to resolve their differences nonviolently. And we send this energy to Ukraine and to Russia as well for the resolution of this war going on in, in the Ukraine for the highest good of all concerned. We go to interventions. We ask that our realm is protected from nuclear weapons going off. We ask for the transmutation of toxic materials no matter what, on our planet, chemtrails, radio frequency microwaves and 5G that are harmful, radioactivity, nanobots, and anything in food, air, water, or medicine which is harmful to be transmuted. Finally, we bring this energy back to ourselves. And pay attention, because this is like the payoff. We move into our home and we see the energy of love light toroid wave radiation moving through the galaxies, the Milky Way, our solar system, and finally landing on our own personal rooftop. Where we have an energy filter that only lets positive energy through. And if we're comfortable, we can invite that energy into our home and allow it to lift the vibration of our home and everyone in it who would like to be lifted. We ask that energy to flow around the outside of our home to create a protective barrier from negativity in the world from getting into our home. And we invite that energy to flow through our bodies, opening our chakra systems, breaking down our obstacles, healing us, and reminding us that we are each an aspect of the one infinite creator temporarily experiencing these physical bodies on planet Earth. And we're going to end 
the verbal part of this call. And if you're on the phone lines, you can stay on the line silently and hold this energy. And if you're on BBS, you can just be quiet where you are and hold the energy because you can connect with it even if you're not on the call. And on that note, blessings to BBS. Thanks to everyone on the call. And we will see you all next time.